The older we get, the less we pay attention to our own birthday. And honestly, a lot of people even try to forget their birthday. Of course, nobody under 21 does that. But on today's show, we'll discuss several birthdays that you need to know as you get older. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Glad to talk to you again on My Retirement Clarity. I'm Ben George. He's Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor over at JL Perkins Wealth Management. You'll find us online, myretirementclarity.com. You can always call Lee directly at 478-254-3550. Welcome in, Lee. How you doing? Hey, Ben. Doing well. Doing well. We're uh, we'll talk, talking birthdays today, and I, I think <laughs> probably nobody really over the age of 30 likes talking about birthdays, but we got some dates here today we'll, we'll look into. Yeah, you know, you, you know, what I have to look forward to with birthdays anymore, right? Well, there are some important dates down the road that uh, will help you plan for retirement and some things to be thinking about and, and, and strategizing for when they arrive. So I know we don't want to talk about turning certain ages past probably, as you said, 29 or maybe 39 is that number now, but it is important we talk about these things. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So some of these, I think, scoot past some people without them knowing about it. So yeah, yeah. we'll just kind of do a, a check-in on a few ages today to make sure that, that people have the right information. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I think some of these ages you might not be aware of and uh, give you some things to be thinking about along the way as you hit these different milestones. So let's uh, jump into it. We'll start with age 50. I know most people, when you're thinking about retirement planning, there's some people that haven't really even thought about it uh, when they've turned 50. They, they think, well, I've still got maybe 15 years to go. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. But why is age 50 so important? Well, somebody told me not too long ago, and I didn't realize this, that at at age 50, you can go to Burger King and get a senior discount. So that's one that <laughs> snuck up on me. I did not know, know of that one. But yeah, for, for retirement purposes, age 50 kind of comes into play because at, at age 50, you can then start doing what's called a catch-up contribution inside of your retirement accounts. And so up until age 50, if you want to put money into an IRA, of course, there are limits. And you can, for this year, you can only do $6,000 into that IRA. But once you're over the age of 50 or 50 and over, you can put an additional $1,000 or you can put $7,000 a year into that IRA. And so a similar you know, benefit for folks who have a 401k. Under the age of 50, you max out your 401k at $20,500. Now that's your contributions. That's not your, it's not your match. If you get a company match, that's just what you put in. So once you are 50, you get an additional amount that you can put in. So you can actually put in $27,000 of money into a 401k after the age of 50. And, and like we've talked about on the show before, Ben, I, I've never met Anybody who's told me, boy, I saved way too much money. I wish I would have spent more. Uh, that that conversation hasn't happened yet. Uh, so put as much as you can into your retirement accounts. Now, I, I would tell you to be more tax diversified. And of course, you know, I love a Roth IRA, Ben. So I would encourage people to consider funding their Roth IRAs and also a Roth 401k if you've got that option. I mean, if you're if you're 50 years old and still going to work another 10 or 12 years, if you pile money into a Roth 401k, 
you're going to have options in retirement that other people don't have because you have you've paid the taxes on it. So, yep, age 50, that's the first one. Yeah, so if you hit that age, make sure you are looking to see what else can be done cuz you as you mentioned, Lee, it's not not just for people that maybe feel like they're behind, even if you're in a good position, it's just a great chance to really give yourself more confidence and give yourself more options in retirement. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 more about how much you save than it is about the market performance. I mean, it, it just is. Study after study has shown that. If you're disciplined enough to put the money away, do it and, and you won't regret it. All right. Age 55. This is now the first chance you have because most people think I, I want to pull out of my retirement accounts. I still got to wait till I'm close to 60. But age 55 really is that first opportunity, right? Yeah. This is one that people miss all the time because they think they just have to wait until 59 and a half to, to pull money out of their retirement accounts. And so lots of times people work longer than they have to because of that. And, and here's the deal. If, if you retire in the year that you turned 55, so you don't actually even have to be 55 in the year that you turn 55 and you've got a 401k, you can actually retire and withdraw money from that account without a, a 10% penalty. And, and I would tell you, been probably nine or out of 10, maybe nine out, eight or nine out of 10 people who come into my office don't know this. Um, huh. They think they just have to work until 59 and a half because they can't get to their money. Mm-hmm. That's not true. You can, you know, you can retire at 56 or 57 and withdraw from that account without a 10% penalty. And I, and I tell you this, Ben, a lot of advisors mess this up as well because, you know, somebody comes into their, their office, they want to retire, they're, 58 years old, they got a million dollars in their 401k. And, you know, what does the advisor do? Well, they recommend that they roll the money out of the 401k into an IRA. You can do that. But once you take, if you take all of that money and put it into an IRA, that money in the IRA is now off limits until 59 and a half. So when somebody comes into my office, because I, I know the, I know the rules, you know, we're going to consider what they may possibly need for the next couple of years till they reach. 59 and a half, and we may leave a couple of hundred thousand dollars in that 401k so we can bridge the income gap and, and account for any kind of emergencies from, you know, 57 or 58 all the way up to 59 and a half years old. And so we only move a part of the money to the IRA. So, you know, again, you just got to make sure that you know the rule. And, and if you're considering retiring early, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about how this works. Yeah, and you can just visit talkwithlee.com to get a meeting scheduled. And you can almost kind of use these first two ages to kind of work together, right? If you're thinking about retiring early, use those catch-up contributions to really stockpile as much as you can. And then, boom, at 55, you have the opportunity to leave work and then start pulling money out of your accounts. You got it. That's the perfect advice. All right, so they're in your 50s. Let's move ahead. One more age in your 50s. You, You touched on it there briefly, but I love it. The half age, 59 and a half. Yeah. And I think this is the one that most people are aware of. And again, I have no clue why it's 59 and a half rather than, than, than a round number. You know, I, I can't think of anybody other than, than a kid when you ask them how old they are and they say, well, I'm, I'm seven and a half. I'll be, I'll be eight <laughs> soon, but 59 and a half. Yeah. Uh, so this is the age that, that you have to reach in order to withdraw from an IRA or, or some other qualified retirement plan without paying a 10% penalty to the IRS for an early withdrawal. So again, go back to the 401k rule at 55. That's only for those accounts for, for an account that 
that you are working at that company with. So if you've left a company 20 years ago and have a four, an old 401k, you can't access that one in, until you're 59 and a half. So, you know, in essence, what the IRS is doing is that they're telling you when you can get to your money. And so this is another reason why I love a Roth IRA, because you can always withdraw your your contributions from a Roth IRA at any time. So you're not restricted by their rules like you are on, on a traditional IRA. So just make sure before you go into retirement, whatever that age is, you've considered your access, your overall access to your money because you know, without without income, there there is no retirement. So you want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's also a good reminder too that just because you can pull money out of these accounts at these ages doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, right? That's true. I get people that come in all the time. They're like, how much how much money can I take out? And they want to pull out, you know, the absolute most amount of money that they can. I'm like, so do you really need this? And they're like, no, I just want to pull it out because I can. And then we, you know, do the the numbers and run through the process on what they actually need and what they're spending. And they don't, they don't need to max out their, their distribution. So yeah, you got to consider the long term too. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes. And I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word Diffuse to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right, so let's shift into our 60s now, the ages that you're commonly thinking about associated with retirement. And, you know, as you're talking about where's money going to come from until, uh, you know, you, you get into retirement. Well, one age that you're really kind of earmarking here is 62 because that's when you are eligible to begin Social Security. Yeah, so this is the earliest you that you can begin collecting on your own record at age 62. So we're going to exclude uh, widow's benefits um, or Social Security for minors for, for this topic here. So again, 62 is the earliest that you can claim on your record. So Ben, people ask me all the time, well, when do I need to draw Social Security? And and the answer is really different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But the first question I, I would I would ask is, well, if you need the money or do you need the money now? If so, then then get it and, and don't look back. And again, don't ever question that decision. But if you're still working, you know, you've got to deal with the earnings test. And so that is an amount that you can make and still keep all of your Social Security. Well, right now that that limit is $19,560. And so that's the amount for 2022. So if you make above that, for every $2 over that income limit, you're going to give back a dollar of your Social Security benefit. So if you're if you're still working a full-time job, it's probably not likely that that drawing Social Security makes a whole lot of sense because if, you know, if you're making $35,000 or $40,000 or so, you're not going to get any of your social security. So there's no reason uh, to draw that early. Um, but going back to the question, do it, when should I draw it? You know, some people say it's better to wait until later. 
Well, it, it can be. And of course, if you, you know, if we put these numbers into a calculator and, and you live long enough, it can certainly work out for you. Um, you'll, you'll get more money over the long run. Um, and just kind of for, to give you some perspective, Ben, on, on what you would get at 62 versus your full retirement age. Yeah. At 62, you're going to get about 75% of what your full benefit is projected to be at your full retirement age. But, you know, I've kind of changed my thinking a little bit on this um, just because a couple of things that you should consider. You know, how long are you going to live? And we've talked on the show before about how I continue to have clients pass away earlier than they thought they were they were going to die. Um, so how long are you going to live? And also, what's your health going to be like? And so if you wait too long to, to grab your Social Security, you might not be healthy enough to enjoy it. So I'm, I've almost pivoted to, hey, if, if we can draw this at 62, the numbers work and we can add another enjoy that money while you're young enough and healthy enough to do it then then I'm all for that don't don't wait till you're too old to get it because you know I do have some clients who get their social security every month and it just goes right into the bank and they never use it because they're too old to enjoy it or they're not healthy enough yeah it's important to find that that strike that right balance um, but I yeah. like that perspective of hey you know it's about enjoying everything you've worked for right so don't put yep. it off just to put it off when you can enjoy that money and still enjoy a comfortable retirement. So it's all about finding the right balance. All right. Um, another really important age because we talked about healthcare costs and, and what that's going to do in retirement to uh, your finances. But 65 is when Medicare can kick in. Yeah. And, and if you don't know this, this date, uh, the date for Medicare, don't worry. Your mailman, your mailman is going to remind you soon after your 64th birthday because you're going to be inundated with with all kind of Medicare information. So there's it's, there's no way you can possibly overlook this. Um, you're also going to start getting less calls from the people that are selling you extended car warranties. Uh, those calls are going to be replaced from you know calls with people regarding Medicare. So anyway, we don't do Medicare here in our office, but we've got a local resource that that we send folks to. And they know everything about Medicare, when to do it, and when you, you know, what the options are. You know, of course, there's there's all the, you know, Medicare Part A, B, C. You know, we call it the alphabet of of Medicare. Uh, so our resource can help you with those if you'd like their contact information. We can certainly share that with you. Just give our office a call, and we'll make sure that we put you in contact with them. All right, a couple more ages to go here. We're going through the most important birthdays in retirement planning. Age 66 or 67, this is now the full retirement age for Social Security. Yeah, so th this this exact age of full full retirement Social Security, it, it's different for everybody, and it depends on the year that you were born. Uh, and so this is the age that, that you reach when you get 100% of your full benefit amount. Like I said earlier, at 62, you get about 75% of your benefit. And it's it creeps up between 62 and then your full retirement age. Um, there is no earnings test once you reach this age. And so you could actually continue to work and earn as much as you want to and keep all of your Social Security benefit. Um, and actually, in the year that you reach this full retirement age, the earnings test is a good bit more than it was before. So you remember earlier I said it was about the earnings test was $19,560 when you turn age 62. Well, after you reach full retirement age, even if your birthday isn't until later in the year, you could actually earn $51,960 before you've got to worry about an earnings test. 
And then the rule changes a little bit so that every $3 over the limit, you give back a dollar of benefit. Um, so you, you've got a lot more options here your, your last year of, of being that full retirement age. So again, this is something that we help our clients navigate all the time because it's such a critical part of retirement. And, and so if you can't remember these numbers that I've just discussed, you can reach out to us and we can help you walk through that. All right, let's go to the big age in your 70s is 72. You might have heard about why this one's important, Lee, but take us through why we're paying attention to this age. Yeah, this is one that has changed recently. So a lot of people are still confused at times because this used to be age 70 and a half. So RMD stands for Required Minimum Distribution. And this basically... Um, what this is, is just the government forcing you to take a distribution from your qualified retirement plans for the, for the sole purpose, Ben, can, can you guess what it might be? Why do they make you do this? Well, uh, is it taxes? Yes. So the IRS <laughs> can get their tax revenue from your account. So, you know, because if you never take a distribution, they never get paid. They never get their portion. So because it's a tax deferred account, Taxes aren't due on this until you actually take a distribution, so they force you to do it. So, uh, you know, the, the IRS knows the amount of, of all of our qualified accounts, all of our IRAs and 401ks, because custodians are required to share this information uh, with the IRS, so they know how much money we have to take. And so here's the scary part, Ben. Do you, do you have any idea what the penalty for not taking an RMD is? I don't remember the exact number, but I've heard it's pretty significant. Yeah, it, it's actually, you know, unless something has changed and there's something that is tougher, it's the stiffest penalty in the tax code. It's Jeez. 50% penalty. Wow. Meaning if you were supposed to take a 20, if your RMD was $20,000 and you refused to do it and you just didn't want, want to take it, they can penalize you $10,000 or 50% of that amount that you should have taken. So this is not one that you want to want to miss uh, we handle this for all of our clients because we do not want somebody to have to to pay a 50% penalty. So my advice on this one is take your RMD when you should. Don't wait to the last minute and make sure that, that you you document everything. Yeah, that's that's so important to know. You don't want to mess that up. And that's why, again, you work with a financial advisor that can help you with these things and make sure you're hitting your deadlines and making sure that you're paying attention to these important dates when they pass. And I think, too, Lee, it's also important that you know, no matter where you are, whatever birthday is coming up next, that one's the most important, right? To take whatever steps you need to begin the planning process, reevaluate where you are, wherever it is, that next birthday is always the most important. Yeah. And we meet people all the time. Most, most folks that come into our office are considering a retirement. So they're, you know, they're 55 or older and, and people come in, whether they're referrals from existing clients, um, maybe people that that listen to this podcast or subscribe to our email or even a bunch of people that have found us on YouTube, more and more people are coming around to the fact that, that they really need help in retirement. Um, and, and there's just way more to it than managing an account. And so that's why we do what we do. People need our help. And so, you know, we've got a process we take people through. It's called the, the retirement clarity review. It's a, it's a four-step process that, that we take people through just to make sure that they're ready for retirement. We address all their issues. Um, and it, it's, you know, when people go through that, they know whether they can retire or not. So, but anyway, it, 
this all starts with a phone call for us just just to see if if I can help. So we found this to be the most effective way for us to be respective of, of people's time. And so if you're out there listening to the show and you, you want to learn a little bit more about how we can help you determine whether or not you're ready or to get a plan in place, it starts with a 15-minute phone call. Just go to, I think, Ben, you mentioned the website earlier, www.talkwithlee.com. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. There's a link to my calendar, and you can pick a time for us to have a conversation. And then we'll we'll talk through whether or not it makes sense for, for you to come in the office and, and dig deeper, because I want to make sure I can add value. Yeah, that's what's so important. And we talked taxes. You know, taxes play into a lot of, of what you're doing for time and plan. We talked about with RMDs how important they are. But, you know, you offer for anyone that listens to the podcast, and a lot of people have taken advantage of this, your ticking tax time bomb book offer. Yeah, and this this is a great way for people to get to learn a little bit more about who we are, what we do. Uh, so it's a book that we wrote uh, maybe a little over a year ago. It's called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Diffusing the, the Ticking Tax Time Bomb, you know, that's inside of all of our our IRAs and 401k. So if you want a, a free copy of that book, just text the word diffuse to 478-475-2050. Again, diffuse is D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. Just give us a good email address, contact information, mailing address, and we'll we'll send that right out to you. Then you can go through that. And if you want to implement some of those things on your own, you can do that. But if you need our help, we'll certainly talk about what that looks like as well. All right, time now to open up the mailbag before we get out of here on My Retirement Clarity. If you have questions for us, you can send them in, myretirementclarity.com. This question came in from Kenneth in Macon. He says, I'd always assumed that I'd send my kids to an in-state college, but my daughter is very interested in a private school that costs six times as much. Can I really justify that kind of expense for a college education? I'm skeptical that her education would really be six times better there. Man, Kenneth, I I hear this scenario more and more nowadays. Now, I've probably heard it all my life, but now maybe because my son is about to graduate from high school, go off to college, this is maybe more at the forefront of my mind. But boy, I don't know anything about your finances or your situation or whether or not you can afford it. But I, there's no way if my my either of my kids came to me and said they wanted to go to a place that was super, super expensive like that, that I would be, they'd have to give me fantastic reasons for that. Because I, I just think College calls for college is now out of control. Uh, some of those specialty schools like that, unless they're going to be a doctor or something like that, I can't see that paying off. And and I've seen kids come out of college saddled with just an enormous amount of debt. I mean, uh, I'm not going to call out the college, but there's a college here in Georgia that is a art college, and it is unbelievably expensive. And People graduate from there um, and have a difficult time finding jobs all the time. So I just, I'd probably pump the brakes on that if I were you. Interesting. Well, that's a good question, Kenneth. And I know you're, I'm sure you're not alone in that, uh, in that scenario. So college is such an expensive uh, cost for many people. And if you're especially if you're getting close to retirement, it can really have an impact. So good question. But again, if you ever have anything on your mind, the best place to start is talkwithlee.com. Again, talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting right there from that website, but if you want to call them directly, you can do so, 478-254-3550. All right, as always, we don't want to talk about birthdays very often when we get close to retirement, but there are some important ones to be paying attention to, and hopefully we've helped some people uh, put this on their radar as they approach retirement. Yep, I hope so. Oh, by the way, Tracy in our office, her birthday is this Saturday, so (laughs) to see her, tell her happy birthday. There you go. Happy birthday to you, Tracy, and thank you for listening to this episode of My Retirement Clarity. 
We'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.